0: A reading from the Book of Wisdom. I prayed and prudence was given to me, was given me. I pleaded and the spirit of wisdom came to me. I preferred her to scepter and throne and deemed riches, nothing in comparison with her, nor did I liken any priceless gem to her. Because all gold in view of her is a little sand, and before her, silver is to be accounted mire. Beyond health and comeliness, I loved her, and I chose to have her rather than the light, because the splendor of her never yields to sleep. Yet all good things together came to me in her company. And countless riches at her hands. Verbum Domini reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Brothers and sisters, indeed the word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. No creature is concealed from him, but everything is naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must render an account. Verbum Domini
1: was setting out on a journey, a man ran up, knelt down before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus answered him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments, you shall not kill, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, you shall not defy, Honor your father and your mother. He replied and said to him, Teacher, all of these I have observed for my youth. Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, You are lacking in one thing. Go, sell what you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. At that statement, his face fell, and he went away sad, for he had many possessions. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were amazed at his words. So Jesus again said to them and replied, children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for one who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. They were exceedingly astonished and said among themselves, then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, for human beings it is impossible, but not for God. All things are possible for God. Peter began to say to him, we have given up everything and followed you. Jesus said, then I say to you, there is no one who has given up house or brothers or sisters, or mother or father or children or lands, For my sake and for the sake of the gospel, who will not receive a hundred times more now and this present age, houses and brothers and sisters, and mothers and children and lands, with persecutions and eternal life in the age to come? Rich man's encounter with the Lord and the gospel today teaches us about the cost of heaven and eternal life. And this young man certainly wanted to know, and that's why he asked our Lord, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And while this man certainly was well-intentioned, and we can see him as a good man because he was striving to keep the commandments, there was a major problem. He viewed his spiritual life more like a checklist or a program to complete rather than as a relationship with God and growing in that relationship with him. So he was more concerned about the things that he had to accomplish, what he had to do, rather than about the person of Jesus Christ whom he was being called to follow more closely. And after telling the Lord that he had kept the commandments, St. Mark tells us that Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, you're lacking in one thing. Go sell what you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. And St. Mark tells us that this young man went away sad. He had another God or he had another idol in his heart and that was his attachment to wealth and possessions. Our Lord, however, was calling the young man to put God first, to love God above all things. The young man was given a choice between either following Christ or following his wealth, following his possessions. This young man, however, he thought he could follow both wholeheartedly. (laughs) I can follow God and I can follow my own possessions, my own attachment to what I have, the desire for wealth. So he thought he could pursue both wholeheartedly, but remember what our Lord said very clearly in the gospel. You cannot serve two masters. You will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. And this was the issue that the young man was struggling with. So his attachment to his many possessions is what held him back from following wholeheartedly the Lord. And we can examine ourselves and ask, what are the obstacles in my relationship with God right now? What do I need to work on? And even though the young man was rich and he had many things, he obviously was not happy. He felt empty inside. That's why he asked the Lord, what must I do to inherit eternal life? There has to be something more. Money cannot buy genuine interior peace and the joy that comes from a close union with Christ and generously living the gospel. And of course, there's nothing wrong with being wealthy or having possessions. And it's very interesting to see the reaction of the apostles and the disciples, because when the Lord used the example of this young man to show that it's very difficult if one has a lot of wealth and possessions to enter the kingdom of God, St. Mark says that the apostles were exceedingly astonished because they were very familiar with the Old Testament. And often in the Old Testament, we hear that wealth and possessions are a blessing from God. And that's true, every good thing comes from God. But we also know that due to original sin, we have a tendency to be attached to the things of this world. And so our Lord's warning about that danger, that if we're not careful, our possessions can begin to possess us. They begin to own us rather than allowing us to be the owner and really to be good stewards of what we own, to use the things we own rather than allow them to own us. So we're called to be good stewards of the gifts that God has blessed us with and to help others in need. Again, the danger is if we become too attached to wealth or possessions. And if we do become attached, we're tempted to love them more than we love God, to place our trust in them in the things of this world rather than in God. But this only leaves us empty inside as we see with the rich young man. Only God can fully satisfy our hearts because we're made for him. So we pray that we might grow in the virtue of detachment and be good stewards of the gifts, the blessings that the Lord has given us. And as, the, as Jesus invited the rich young man to give up everything and to follow him, He still calls men and women to follow him the same way in the consecrated life. God has a plan for each of us, and he desires that we become saints, ultimately all of us, to become saints to help lead many others to heaven. And whatever our vocation in life might be, it's good to ask God, Lord, what is it that you want me to do? So what does heaven cost? It costs everything. God is asking all of us to give everything our entire hearts to him, to love him with all our heart, mind, soul and strength and to love our neighbor as ourselves. And heaven is worth the challenges that it takes to become a saint and to put God above everything else in life. And our first reading today tells us of a gift that would have greatly benefited the rich young man in the gospel. That's the gift of wisdom, which is a gift of the Holy Spirit. So we heard in our first reading that in comparison to wisdom, riches and wealth are nothing, they're worthless. And yet how many people spend all their effort and time in seeking to gain more wealth, more possessions, again, seeking comfort in the things of this world? So this reading reminds us that riches are like sand compared to wisdom. We should be praying for an increase in the gift of wisdom Likewise, our responsorial psalm, which we chanted today, is a prayer asking God for a spirit of wisdom. We need this gift. The gift of wisdom, again, which is a gift of the Holy Spirit, this is what enables us to recognize the emptiness of earthly things and to regard God as the highest good. St. Paul, filled with wisdom, would say in his letter to the Philippians, indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. And King Solomon in the Old Testament, when he experienced all that this world has to offer, right, he said, everything is vanity right, compared to God and the blessings, the wisdom of God. Saint Ignatius of Loyola would say, oh, how poor are the things of the earth when I look at the heavens, right, when we see things in light of eternity. And St. Francis, likewise filled with the gift and spirit of wisdom, would simply say, my God and my all. And that's what we have over the sisters great here. Deus meus et omnia, my God and all. He is everything to us. He fulfills all the desires of our hearts. So I conclude with the prayer for wisdom found in the novena to the Holy Spirit, which we pray every year in preparation for Pentecost, asking for an increase in this gift of wisdom. Come, O Spirit of wisdom, and reveal to my soul the mysteries of heavenly things, their exceeding greatness, power, and beauty. Teach me to love them above and beyond all the passing joys and satisfactions of earth. Help me to attain them and possess them forever. Amen.